Podcast. 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 Are we saying podcast? Welcome back. Welcome back. Two fanboys and a filthy casual back at you once again. As usual, this is Dennis. This is Lewis. And this is Harold. 2000. I was about to say 2001, 2021 <laughs> going strong so far. And we are here on our second episode of the year. Um, and this one appears to be a doozy. Um, and the um, capital D plus, because that's what we were pretty much talking about today. See what I did there? I know. Um, but before we get to the Disney plus uh, stuff, um, Harold did want to talk about something. I think he wanted to get something off of his chest. So uh, Harold, go for it. It's um, so we already talked about, obviously, in our last episode, we talked about uh, Wonder Woman 84 and the fact that we it went straight to uh, on demand or went to to home. So a few people were allowed or not a few people, but like uh, there was select cities and around the world and even in this country that were allowed to show um, the movie in theaters. So we discussed how, you know, the whole um, theater experience is a. going to be a little bit changed now that we have uh, so many things available on streaming and the news today came out that they are actually moving up another one of those movies uh, that's going to HBO Max and that movie is uh, Kong versus Godzilla or Godzilla versus Kong and instead of this summer that they had originally planned for this movie to come out it is now coming out in about a month so like the mid uh, March so I don't know how much of you guys have followed the new uh, Godzilla King Kong series. I found found uh, all of the new remakes very fascinating, and I'm I'm pretty excited about how um, they're going to progress with this brand new one. And like I I think I mentioned before in a previous episode, this is one of those ones that would be so well built for theaters. In terms of like when you remember when you first saw Pacific Rim in the theater, you're like, dude, you you can't have a monster movie in like a regular TV. It's just not going to happen. Unfortunately for us, that's what's going to happen. So this comes out in like in March. So I will get kind of want to hit your guys take on this. I didn't know about that. That's uh, that's news to me, but that's kind of crazy. Um, Big fan of the new uh, Godzilla verse, I guess, is what they're building. Um, To be perfectly honest, of the three that's been released so far, you know, the first the two Godzilla movies and the uh, Kong of Skull Island movie, I really liked all. Well, you know, I think the first Godzilla, honestly, is the only one that was a huge miss for me. But the last two have been huge huge like you know a great fun you know popcorn summer blockbuster movies so hearing that they're gonna go streaming is it's nice for my wallet um but kind of sad in uh, you know in the sensory uh way because you're right h like uh these are the kind of movies like pacific rim um you know like you mentioned it, it kind of has to be seen in a big theater um you know this last uh year two years now including last christmas when my uh we we were able to get a bigger TV and and this last year when I was able to get a sound bar, you know, it's definitely up the, you know, the entertainment or the, at least the, the enjoyment that I have here at home, but yeah, it's not going to be the same. And that's, um, that's crazy to me. That's news. That's definitely news to me. Um, you know, th- there was that big, I forget what it's called, but it's basically like, um, I guess like a trailer uh, bash or whatnot that uh, Sony or whomever was at a few weeks ago that they were expecting to see a new trailer for Kong uh, versus Godzilla, but 
but it not, nothing uh, came from that. And but you know, fast forward to today, or you know, me hearing this news right now, um, yeah, that's that's kind of crazy, but. Um, good for us because you know, yeah, like I said, we get to watch it at home in our convenience of our home. But uh, I'm I am a little saddened because you know I can't imagine watching uh, you know a Fury Road something like that at home. You know, as much as I love the the home experience, nothing was quite like watching it in the theater. And you know, I feel like something is it's you know it's kind of robbing us of the experience of seeing the work that the, a lot of these people put into uh, put into such a great movie. But you know, like I said, we'll we'll see how it comes out, and hopefully, uh, hopefully, we'll, we'll we'll get to see more of this in theaters or something. I don't know. I'm not quite sure if it's too, you know, if it's if it's going to affect me too much. Um, I don't know if we've talked about this. I'm not really a huge Godzilla fan. Like, um, I mean, I I you know, it's I I've watched it. Um, in um. So I I think the first one I really really watched was the one where um, it was uh, Godzilla versus Inspector Gadget, um, and um, what is his name? Damn it! Ferris um, There you go, that guy. Um, and and the the recent Godzilla one uh, where they have like Mothra or something like that. Um, uh, I enjoy it, um, but. I don't know. I think it's a genre thing that I haven't really uh, appreciated too much. But I was really surprised. I, I read. Uh, I read about it. I saw it, and I mean, I'm. I'm honestly, and you know, this is this is just speculate or not even speculation because I don't know what the uh, what, uh, why they're doing. It. But you know, it it, it seems like an odd. Um, decision. Um, you know, some. I, I was reading somewhere where it's like, um, where where it's pretty much eating up the space. Like, if they wait too long, um, then other shows that are coming in is going to take over their spot. They're they're going to get the limelight. They're they're going to lose the limelight and everything. So it's odd that they're starting to do it, considering how much money they they've done. You know, even, even though a Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four supposedly made some money, I am. You know, it, I I don't think it's even close to um you know uh, approaching uh, um, the budget that they they paid for it so yeah uh, like lewis said kudos to uh, to us uh, the the viewers um i most like you know i've never watched any of those um those shows on uh, in the movies i don't think so at least and um at least i know for a fact that as long as it's not on peacock um it's it's going to be some or apple is going to be something i'm going to be watching the moment it drops so um good news and bad news at least for me uh speaking of peacock um we no i believe we've decided we call it we, peacock yeah, <laughs> um, the it's kind of one of those funny little sub stories that we talk about here. In that, um, once in a while, I get these guys to watch TV shows that I have enjoyed in the past, and um, they originally did not uh, follow my fandom, and all of a sudden we are now all super fans. And apparently, one of us here has spent the last three weeks watching one TV show nonstop. And then was convinced for the other one who said he had watched the show to go back and actually watch it. And um, we can just talk about your, uh, you know, Dennis's little binge fantasy that he just uh, accomplished. Wait, what so, are we talking about here? <laughs> Has it been three Prime. weeks of my life already? It Hasn't it? 
Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus. Thanks, Harold. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, um, you know, I don't, I don't think I've really binged um, a show that hard, to be honest with you. And, uh, and, and uh, I think it was when, um, it was right before we we had um, um, uh, Kersha on when I, I, I kind of mentioned that I had started watching Community, and you know I, it was one of those things where Harold was one of those people that kept on talking about uh, you know he he mentioned it in the show and everything, and I, I thought Lewis was a huge fan of it, um, and so I was like, mm-hmm. man, if Lewis and Harold are huge fans of the show, I got to try it, and I tried the first episode, and I thought it sucked um, because I like I, I told Harold and Lewis, I, there was no redeeming qualities of about any of these characters. I hated every single one of these characters. Um, you know, I, I think Abed was the the, the most. Um, at least in the first episode was the most like uh, emotional person uh, considering that uh, um, that he he is different than everybody else but after six seasons and no movie as it turns out um, and, and which Harold I'm really pissed off at the, the, I was waiting I, I was like there has to be a movie turns out there's none thanks jerk um, but <laughs> It, it, it first and foremost, it's the first like heavy binge that I've ever done um, where it, it, it really like my free time really uh, went to just watching this. And it was uh, quite a ride. Um, I'm, I, I'm not going to do any spoilers because Lewis is um, still not there. But, um, you know, it's definitely up there for me. Like, um, I, I don't know if it's reached Arrested Development or Scrubs, like, uh, level for me yet, but definitely, um, you know, it's funny, uh, you know, to the viewers, you know, um, I am an educator and uh, I've caught myself in the middle of class and, so, you know, somebody says something, I'd be like, cool, 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 cool. And <laughs> I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> Um, but you know, it, but that's the funny part is that over the over the if if I were to look back and uh, I go back to the, the Dennis three weeks ago and I told Dennis Dennis um, they're not really going to grow up they're not going to really learn anything which I think became a, a part of the charm of the show where it just kept on they just kept on making mistakes over and over and over and over again so. Um, Sad that um, you know certain people had to leave, um, and and it ended up the way um, you know it, it, it's almost like they Zach Braff themselves um, to to um, to no movie. I can't wait. I truly hope because uh, now now I'm getting caught up with uh, all like the Chevy Chase like um, details. I'm, I'm getting out the, the the Dan Harmon like uh, controversy um, <laughs> and, and all these things. So I'm finally getting caught up. Now I'm like really angry that um I, I just want that sixth I, I want that that movie to come out just to satisfy me <laughs> Lou, oh. how, how do you like it so far i am yeah thoroughly enjoying it uh thanks again to harold uh to to recommending it years ago uh because <laughs> decade think, ago see, see that's that's what's that's the crazy part to for me is that so you know uh, obviously all three of us are consumers of pop culture and to be perfectly honest like so community has become one of those like weird uh sitcoms that lives in like pop culture in perpetuity like a lot of like i, I was telling these guys like one of the comments i had was the fact that 
dude, I finally saw the episode where the Ken Jong slash Senor Chang gif comes from. The one that every chat that we're in uses every so often and it's it's kind of funny or odd or i don't know what the weird the word is surreal is kind of like enjoying or at least consuming this show in like a post spoiler world if that makes any sense so like the whole six 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 seasons and a movie thing like i've heard it ad nauseum at like cons on message boards i'm like haha i get it but i don't and you know slowly but surely uh yeah thank you for not spoiling it too much uh but i do you know i'm i'm only in the third season right now so i'm halfway through and you know nothing that dennis said is spoilery but like i said you know this has happened shoot almost a decade ago so i i unfortunately i already know that chevy chase and donald glover are going to move on to, to different pastures or whatnot it's still weird to me to know that you know that's going to happen and but it's still like something i'm looking forward to happening in the same note like you know dennis hasn't seen the office but in uh, not quite spoilery but i guess kind of spoilery but in the office steve carell's character leaves you know before the finale so Again, one of those cases where I knew that was going to happen. Like I knew that you know it was a big what to do on Entertainment Weekly or all those uh, you know all those magazines and, and TV shows that Steve Carell is leaving this 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 TV show for because of whatever reason. Uh, so you, you know what's happening, but you still try to enjoy the ride. So um, so th- thankfully, it's a really good show. Um, I think if you're listening to our podcast, and um, my, my last thing on community is, uh, and I just talked to, talked to the guys about it before tuning in or before starting the recording, but um, I think one of my favorite characters uh, on the show uh, is... Um, well, it has to be Abed. Um, you know, I think Dennis politely enough was dancing around the issue, but my wife and I, we look at him, we watch him, and it's like, yeah, dude's on the spectrum. Let's just call it what it is. Uh, you know, if he, if Greendale was in California, he would have an IEP, an individual educational plan, and he would have a service coordinator and everything like that. But I, I want to give Dan Harmon and the creators of the show a lot of love and a lot of props for. Um, respecting and kind of more or less like knowing how it is to handle an autistic character. Um, you know, a, a lot of the times, one of my wife and I's biggest peeves, um, you know, uh, I think we've mentioned it before in the show, but if you're a first time listener, I myself am an, uh, a, a parent of an autistic uh, young man. Uh, so, you know, I, I know how it is to live with somebody with uh, uh, developmental disabilities and those special kind of needs. Um, but, you know, it, it's uh, one of our peeves is, you know, whenever we bring up the fact that our son is, you know, autistic or he's on a spectrum or something like that, it's like, oh, Rain Man? It's like, ah, not, no. Like, it's, it's not. Like, you know, yes, you know, the Rain Man, the movie from the 80s or early 90s, whenever, uh, put, you know, put 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 those uh, put those wonderful folks on the front and center with, you know, the, with with with, um, with that performance. But, you know, it's not it's a lot more nuanced than that. You know, there's a lot of great moments, but there's also a lot of kind of heartbreaking, tough moments. And, you know, I, I like how community. Yes, it does paint it in a comedy it is a sitcom it is you know they're, they're, they do play it for laughs but there are moments where it's just like dude why is Abed like this and then I you know I was just telling like I said I was just telling you guys um, you know he would do something not out of character per se but he would do something totally weird or uh, miscommunicative and I would just look over my shoulder to my son and go like yeah that's that, that sounds about that's feasible that would totally happen like he would shut down like if I gave him the wrong mug on the wrong day with the wrong drink, he would just like storm off. I'm like, 
Wait. Oh shoot. Today's Tuesday. It's uh it's it's C Sunday. I was supposed to have your red matador shirt ready. My bad, buddy. Let me go get that. Everything's fine. Half an hour later, he'll calm down and we'll be okay. But um, so yeah, so shout out to Dan Harmon and the Russo brothers. Uh, freaking a like again, another one of those weird things where the Russo brothers are now known in 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 superhero and pop culture as the guys who brought us Infinity War and Civil War and all the great uh and Endgame. But you know, it's seeing their names in the post credits of Community like he's like oh. Okay, I, I see where they're kind of going for here. I, I think they show the same reverence for the like for you know, the great part about community is how like so into like they almost parody but lovingly make fun of all these great like genres in television and movies. Uh, I, I think it feels like they did the same thing for for uh, the superhero genre. So like they they knew what the fans wanted to see and they pulled it off. So it, it's great. So more power to them. Thank you very much, H, again, for recommending Community. Uh, highly recommend it to anybody who hasn't seen it or if you have seen it. Um, I honestly would not be surprised if I rewatched a few of these episodes again moving forward after I finish it. So yeah, that's I, the best I think, compliment I can give it. I think we do need to come do a, a Community episode just, I, just, to, yeah. just to talk about it. But um, I got to tell you one thing that I found funny is that one of my guilty pleasures is the uh, um, I, I'm a um, I, I'm a, I'm a fan of the mask universe. Um, and so like, <laughs> I've, I've always wondered, why is Dr. Ken like why? You know, I know he was in the um, uh, crap, the, the movie where uh, where everybody forgets everything. Uh, the because hangover. they're drunk, uh, hangover. Um, yes. They hangover. hangover. Um, I was like, oh, he's in the Hangover. I always wonder why he he was, uh, you know, what what else he's been known for. So, um, you know, uh, for the Masked Universe, he is doing, um, you know, he, he is Ken Jeong over there. But every so often, um, Kevin uh, uh, Joel McHale will show up, and I'm like, who is this douchebag? You know. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and and I was like, why is he here? You know, is he a comedian? Well, you know, uh, is he an actor? And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, I like that guy. <laughs> I want him to make another cameo on the Mass Singer. <laughs> give me more. Give me more Jeff Winger, please. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you guys two little fun pop culture or, or a trivia tidbits about the show. Just I think you guys would find kind of interesting. Um, Dennis is far enough, Lewis. I don't think you're there yet, but. Uh, Dennis, you remember that character Coogler? Yeah. Uh, you know who Coogler is played by? I'd, I'd recognize the guy, but I'm still trying to pinpoint who, uh, why I know him. His name is Mitchell Hurwitz. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, okay. But so, yeah. But... No, so I don't know if Lou knows this. Mitchell Hurwitz, the creator of one of the shows Dennis actually mentioned earlier that he loves <laughs> so much, Arrested Development. I didn't know that, he, oh. that 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 was him. I mean, yeah. I, I I guess I've seen pictures of him beforehand. Yeah. Okay, so that's like what's that. funny. What, what's great about the show is the fact that so many people, like big creators and like actors, they love the show so much they wanted to be on it. So like even the creator of Breaking Bad, he makes a cameo in one of the later seasons. And then um, this is my favorite fact about all of this is I have one very favorite episode. It's from season one. Uh, it's obviously the paintball episode mm -hmm. modern warfare so obviously off the top it's called modern warfare so you know i'm gonna love it you know who directed modern warfare mm -mm. it's this uh director called justin lynn 
No way. Oh, really? The Fast and the Furious. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So, no that, wonder. <laughs> you know, um, when we talk about community, we do have to mention, like, you know, uh, Lewis talked about uh, respect for, you know, cl- I mean, clearly Abed. If, even though I don't think, I don't think they've. Uh, I, I'm trying to remember if at any point they actually use the word spectrum or no, so. you know or, or anything like. But clearly that there's there's certain like uh, traits that you, you could kind of relate to that. Uh, but the other character that I really thought that it could have gone really wrong really badly i'm considering the times was um the dean's uh, the dean's character absolutely you know but uh, you know as as over the six seasons i'm looking back and considering like the way the world is today and everybody's viewpoints i was like wow it actually is still respectful you know it's it's yep. it's still in a way relevant you know um I don't know if I, I honestly don't know if, uh, if Jim Rash is uh, is, uh, is he himself is um, you know uh, LGBTQ plus, but I mean he he played it in in a very respectful way. That um, but uh, I love the fact that Harold kind of pointed out one day that yeah he he's a Academy Award winner, Academy and- <laughs> Award winner Dean Pelton, <laughs> and every oh, so often Lewis- you see him dressing up as Chiquita Banana, you know. So Louis <laughs> Louis Louis doesn't know that. I mean, he he knows that you and I have our side chat. But literally for the past two weeks, the side chat is all Dennis asking me questions about community. <laughs> <laughs> like I wake up in the morning and it's like, okay, man, so I did this. This is what I think. And uh, what do you think about this? And tell me what's happening here. And I'm like, I, 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 I'm not going to lie, dude. The fact that you got so interested in the show made me back interested into the show. So I started rewatching it. And I was like, I never realized for me how much I stopped watching consistently after the fourth season whereas in like season one through season three and or season four i watch it every every like every time it was on tv and i don't have uh season five on dvd i have all, all the other seasons on dvd mm-hmm. but yeah and then so here's my last thought is this is i know this is a new thing to you guys but um imagine for me back 10 years ago 15 years ago um or like whatever years ago on Thursday nights, NBC had opening with The Office, seconded with um, 30 Rock, followed by Parks and Recreation, and closed with Community. Those are like four of my favorite shows of all time. See, now you have the inception because I have not seen, uh, I don't know if this is blasphemous, but I've never seen 30 Rock. Damn, no, look at the look at that face. Either he uh, either he glitched or he... <laughs> no, it, it wasn't that. It's like uh, just in general, that show is very polarizing. Like if you love SNL, you're gonna love Thirty Rock because it's that ridiculous. Like it's that kind of humor kind of deal. But like for me, every Thursday coming off of work, I'd be like, I know what I have to do. Like my DVR is already set. Did I have a DVR ten years ago? No, I would yeah, probably have that... to show up in like. Yeah, it was kind of the crappy one. He was using like, a Betamax. Yeah. <laughs> no, dude, 2008 meant like your DVR could hold like one, uh, two episodes of Glee. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was about it. <laughs> and I think Glee was on the same night. Oh, no, Glee was <laughs> yeah, on, I think it was on Fox. It might have been. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 
So great times no, all around. Those were the days. But yeah, dude, like, th- I mean, I can't speak about 30 Rock, but three out of those four, that's killer, dude. So in, in retrospect, uh, maybe, you know, uh, if, if you said 2008 to 2010, yeah. So I just had my son that, that year. Darn him for, for keeping me away from good pop TV. <laughs> I was busy watching Yo Gabba Gabba and freaking Mosca Tools. So there you go. <laughs> Mouska Tools? Or whatever that show was, man. It's been years. I don't remember anymore. Haven't Mickey's they Clubhouse? <laughs> What's it called? Mickey's Mickey something. Mickey's Clubhouse. There, there, there you go. go. Okay. <laughs> Mouska Tools. I thought you, you I thought you were talking about Muskowitz. Uh, <laughs> it t- turns out American tra- the American Tale has a reboot coming up. <laughs> Heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Ex- no, I was gonna do a Trump reference, but never mind. We're 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 done with the um, the the politics. Um, yeah. So moving on, and um, you know, I mentioned at the uh, kind of teased at the beginning of this uh, episode that we're going to be talking about two Disney Plus shows that um, have really been engaging us um, fully. First one, of course, is Manda uh, Manda Manda Vision. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. That's the uh, we finally found our our, our our title for our our episode next time. So the there first one go. is Mandalorian. Of course, we finally had our newest season. I believe that was season two. Yep. Um, and of course, unfortunately, when it started ending, we were also ending our year, so we didn't feel like we could, um, you know, we could do justice to the show. So we're going to be talking about um, Mando here, and later on, we're, uh, before we end, so that you just don't leave us once we talk about Mando, um, we're going to be talking about WandaVision, our first thoughts and impressions and everything. So, Lewis, take us away. Um, uh, you were the one who was kind of like uh, wanting to really uh, talk about uh, Mando over here. Um, what do you want to talk about? So, I mean, let's just dive right into it, I guess. Um, let's talk our fir- our thoughts and impressions or at least a, a quick review, I guess, for Mandalorian season two. Uh, what did you guys think of the the sophomore season? Was it as good as the first? Did it, uh, did, did it keep you engaged or did you feel like you just had to watch it because everybody else was watching it? Um, yeah, let's kind of go from there, I guess, fellas. What, what, what were your thoughts, uh, quick thoughts on Mando season two? Um, I'll start. I, I thought that, uh, like, especially the first episode or two, um, I it caught my attention. But one of the things that, uh, that I kind of felt was like it, it was almost same old same old at the beginning and so i was like man you know i, I wish i wish they were gonna i wish they they would kind of like change up the 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 pattern and everything but i thought that this uh this season really built itself up really well um you know the twist and turns with what's going on with grogu who Grogu turns out to be, um, the big revelations that we that we 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 get, um, it just really ramped up to the point where before I could even say the words, you know, I don't know if I'm liking season two. All of a sudden, it's like, damn, you know, we're talking about Jedi's now. We're talking about Boba Fett. You know, it's like everything that you wanted. This is this is almost kind of like what I don't like. It, like it, it's really close because you know me, I've always complained about how when, when people give too many Easter eggs and too many references, um, I start kind of getting irritated, but this is almost the, okay, you're a star Wars fan. 
What did you like? Oh, you like Boba Fett? Here you go. You like Jedi's? Here you go. You like the master of the, uh, you know, the, one of the masters of the Jedi's? Here you go. So it really was great that they just kept on building and building, building to the point where by the end of it, I, I just like how I felt the first season, I was like, I need more. I want more. Should have been at least an episode or two more. But I think it's it was perfect the way it is. H? It was okay. Okay. There you go. <laughs> no, um, he did say that he did say uh, um, uh, uh, really small and tiny. So that that's 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 pretty good. Thank no, you, it Harold. Was, uh, it was so. I'm I'm with Dennis. I remember one of the one of the biggest not biggest gripe, but like one of the one of the things that we kind of said about the original series or series season was we really hoped that it wasn't gonna delve like depend too much on the previous uh, Star Wars series and that it would be left on its own accord, like to, to, you know, to do its whole, build its own universe and create its own characters and whatnot. But I think what happens is that no matter what, if it's a base in the Star Wars um, universe, you have to incorporate some kind of characters like that. And I know in, before we had talked about how, Oh, wouldn't it be funny if like Boba Fett actually showed up to be in the Mandalorian? And then uh, there was so many whispers about, oh, it's it's a potential, you know, who, you know, he maybe he made he didn't die in the Sarlacc pit. And I mean, it's in the comic books and it's in some other uh, things where you know that's a uh, uh, an area of of um, expertise where they show that you know he was actually able to escape that and. Um, incorporating him as an older character where it's looked hilarious to try to fit into his old uh, Mandalorian armor and then establishing the fact that he is a different. That was the thing that I really appreciated a lot about this se- this season was uh, differentiating like the Mandalorian and his type of Mandalorian, uh, you know, uh, myth with everybody else who considers themselves like Mandalorian. Where, you know, the reason that we know what a Mandalorian is because of Boba Fett. And now we know that he is a different type of uh, Mandalorian than, um, you know, uh, uh, I can't remember his name, Pedro Pascal is. Uh, but um, yeah, how do you pronounce his name again? G- I can't remember how you pronounce his Din, real Din Jarin? Yeah, Din, Din Jarin. Din yeah. Jarin, I think. Yeah. And then it's like, you know, you have. Uh, like in season one, it was like, oh, all the cameos are going to be comedians that I actually like and appreciate. And then having pretty much one of my favorite comedians come back and kind of do a redemption episode was pretty great. Um, not having Bill Burke cuss all over the place was kind of jarring still. But <laughs> like, you know, that ep- like, like Dennis said, the first two episodes, they're building. And then the crescendo at the very end of episode one, where, you know, the reveal that Boba Fett's still alive and everything else besides that was like taking all these other different characters from all different parts and then, you know, incorporating it. So it wasn't so much how like the first one was where it was just one long story arc built like a movie. This one was actually kind of like for, for the most part was different uh, TV series, different TV episodes, like um, not everything had to connect. And then a lot of the, I, I remember a lot of the complaints people had was, you know, there's not enough baby Yoda. There's like, you know, that he's the only thing that people are watching this show for. And it's like, he is a great, um, 
like a talking point, but at the same time, he's not the main storyline or he's not the main character. So it's like, he's part of the main storyline, but he doesn't have to be so essential to every single episode. Like the Mandalorian has to be. So plus uh, Sasha Banks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Bonus points to us, uh, to, to, to the wrestling fans out there. Um, so, you know, let's let's go into the, I, I guess, we'll, let's dig into the nitty gritty of the episodes and, and all that good stuff. You guys have already uh, kind of dig, dug into, like, the good episodes and whatnot. So let me just ask real quick. So we've had uh, eight episodes, all different lengths uh, of episodes, too. Um, are, were there any of the eight that stuck out for you as being, like, one of the best? And on the flip side, you know, we are you know, critical nerds episodes? and whatnot. Was there any? What happened? I thought it was 12 episodes. Uh, were, were there any episodes that were weak? I, I, I said Star Wars sucks. Yes, I did. Um, did you think of any? Uh, did you consider any of the episodes uh, basically on the weaker side of things? Um, you know, I, I guess I, I can jump in and I'm going to cheat a little bit because, um, to be honest, I think all of them were super solid. But I want to say that the best episodes were probably at this on the second half. So, you know, we're going to. Uh, what do you call it? I thoroughly, as much as I enjoyed the finale and, you know, Dennis, I think on our chat, you had a very, you had some hot takes about the big reveal on the finale. I think we're, we're going to save that for the later. Um, but, you know, for me personally, I really loved uh, the episode called The Jedi, which was the 13th episode or I guess the fifth episode of the season where we finally see Ahsoka Tano in, you know, flesh and blood or whatever it is that, um, you know, her her race of aliens bleeds, um, you know, face to face with a Jedi. Um, I thought I liked that the most because, yeah, besides the fact that we did see, you know, this this huge character in the expanded universe, you know, the, the animated Clone Wars and the animated Rebels um, universe in flesh and blood played by, you know, one of the like best casting in Star Wars um, by, you know, Rosario Dawson. Um, this is one of those weird cases where, you know, a, a, lot, a lot of the new characters, you know, especially in the sequel trilogy and whatnot, we don't have like a basis for like, Oh, what would Kylo Ren's uh, or, you know, what would uh, uh, Han Solo and Leia's uh, son look like? We didn't have really have a pretense for that. But Ahsoka Tano is one, was one of those weird things where we're like we've seen the animated version. You know, we've seen her grow up on cartoons, basically. And, you know, I don't read the books myself, but, you know, she's been in the comics and she's been in the uh, in the novels, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, she was one of those like wonderfully like perfect casting choices. Um, you know, so I, I really like that one. Not to mention this episode, you know, it laid the foundation for a lot of things that would come up pretty important later on. The fact that, you know, we, Dennis already said the name Grogu. You know, uh, Ahsoka was the first one to drop that name for all the fans uh, who was watching it. Uh, the fact that we get the Beskar spear, you know, so, uh, a big thing that we're that's going to come back in the finale. Uh, so, yeah, a, a, a really great episode. Uh, thankful. Like, I, I guess it was purposefully put in the middle of the season just because it really was like a turning point for the for the season. It, can, it really kind of ramped up. Um, on the flip side of that, I um, I actually did a bit of a rewatch today. Not all of the all eight episodes, but you know, I, I kind of rewatched from the beginning because it almost feels like December was a lifetime ago. But um, I, I honestly thought that one of the weaker episodes was uh, the second episode, the Passenger, where you know Din has to bring a frog lady. 
across you know this their section to um to 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 basically get more information where the other mandalorians are so you know it, not that it was a bad episode per se but it, it just kind of felt like to be perfectly honest it didn't feel like it needed to be there like if you were to remove that episode it really wouldn't have added much to it um i kind of get the point of that kind of episode though um you know dave filoni the guy who i think he's show running this this show uh was also on like rebels and uh, and the clone wars i think he kind of likes these episodes where our heroes are stuck in a cave um because you know he did it in rebels and he i I think he did it yeah he did it in clone wars too where they're stuck somewhere and it's you know uh it's it's necessary it feels like it's he he almost puts it in there as a necessity to kind of push our heroes and make them make them realize what they need to do but at the same time like i said it, it a lot of the stuff felt like it wasn't necessary for me so anyway those are my my favorite and not worse per se but like just the weakest episodes of that any any episodes in particular stick out for you guys i'm, I'm gonna have to jump on the bandwagon for you the passenger the uh, episode two really was yeah. uh, it, it considering that i really enjoyed the first episode um and the the, the um you know um, the, considering it was the first episode i liked what i got um and then all of a sudden uh, chapter 2 or episode 2 i was kind of disappointed with that one um in terms of the best um i would have to go with i might have to go with um it's the one where they have to go and um, they have to get the coordinates for for um, yeah. for what's it <clears throat> for um, I f- I forgot the guy's name um, the 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 the, the um, Darth Vader wannabe um, <laughs> and just because um, I thought it was. It was nice to see. Yeah, you had. Yeah, you still had Boba Fett moments over there. But it was nice to see them use a character from the Mandalorian universe, somebody that was already established, develop that character into somebody that I, I actually now care about a little. And you know, so it's. I, I think that's the. For me, that was the um, even though, like I said in my initial thoughts, that it was just them throwing out, you know, here's another shiny thing, here's another shiny thing. I think that was the weakest thing about this season: the fact that it depended way too much with them coming up with here's Ahsoka Tano. Guess what? She has a new show. Here's Boba yeah. Fett. <laughs> Guess what? He has he a has new a show, new show. <laughs> you know. So it's it's like it's like Oprah giving everybody cars at this point. It, it became it became blah. But um, I like that episode just because you actually got to see uh, Pedro Pascal acting. But it was the first time I actually got to see what Pedro Pascal looks like because <laughs> I am not a, a Game of Thrones fan. And I never actually, I mean, m- most likely I saw bits and pieces every so often, but that was the first one. I was like, oh, Pedro Pascal looks like this dirty hermit. Got it. You know, um, you didn't remember seeing his face in season one. That was so quick though, dude. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was, um, I, I thought it was just like, well, is it the one where he was on the planet? Um, no, it's the the very last episode where he was de- he was injured very badly, and the other Mandalorian had to take off his helmet. 
Oh, I'm gonna have to take yeah, a look uh, at the, it. The, the the droid had to remove his helmet just so yeah. he can fix his head. I guess. Or, also, oh, okay. you just watched Wonder Woman '84. You don't remember what Pedro Pascal looks like? No, but that was before. No, at the time. No, uh, at the oh, time, that's true. That's true. At the time, you've I seen, haven't watched the. You seen uh, Kingsman: The Golden Circle? <laughs> was that him? No, he was yeah. whiskey or tequila. I forget. I forget which one he is. So he 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 was the bad guy in um. I didn't know. Wow. I was like, who's this young Burt Reynolds, you know? <laughs> okay, so there you go. Pedro Pascal. Now you know. Now I know, and knowing is half the battle. Um, and, you know, not, like the other one that I really did enjoy was episode eight, The Rescue, until the big reveal. I, I was so into that episode, into that movie, that show until we realized who it was. Now, don't get me wrong. And uh, this is something uh, this is something I talked about in um, in one of the chats that uh, Lewis and I are, are on because Harold's not there anymore. He took <laughs> he, he took himself out. Um, I think it's a medical at that moment in the moment. I have to tell you, I enjoyed it. I was like, oh, my God, like the the moment like. Um, I mean, I guess we're doing the spoilers now. Yeah, like, go for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, the moment you, the, you know, all of a sudden the dark troopers are there. It looks like our heroes about to uh, are about to die, and all of a sudden there's the oh, there's a uh, you know there's an X-wing, you know, and there's only one of them. I have to tell you, I didn't catch on. Like I, everybody says, oh, I knew who it was immediately. I was like, oh, because they had previously already um, included the x-wings in episode two where you saw right. the yeah. you saw the 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 guy that looks like the um the the korean um the uh, you know the guy from the korean supermarket um uh, movie uh, or a tv show yeah yep, he, uh, he is that guy he is the guy, right? Okay, yeah. cool. So I'm, I'm not being racist then. So, <laughs> <laughs> they do have Koreans in the space. <laughs> so I was like, oh, there's. So I was waiting for them to go. Oh, there's another one. I was like, and then I was expecting like a fleet of like, um, you know, um, uh, X-wings there, and that was going to be the New Republic saving their uh, them. That was going to be the whole reveal. But the moment. In the reveal was it was the the Jedi, and then I see the I see the um the the green, and I see the 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 glove. I was like, oh crap! At that moment, I was squealing like little piggy, just like everybody else <laughs> in the world. Oh, God, dude. you know. And but afterwards, I have to tell you, and um, Harold, I don't think you and I ever talked about it and shared our thoughts on it. But afterwards, I was kind of let down that it was. Luke Skywalker that that was the, that was the Jedi, you know. And as somebody pointed out, there's really only a limited number of Jedi's that it could have been, you know. But because of the fact that I enjoyed Mandalorian, because it was its own Star Wars, it was its own storyline. It felt a little cheated. I felt a little cheated knowing that that's how they ended the season, you know. It would have been a great reveal, I think, but to end it that way, and then all of a sudden you don't know what's going to happen. It, I felt a little cheated because you, you don't need. It, it, all of a sudden, it goes back to the same issue that you always, you know, um, Mandalorian did not need Jedi's before. Mandalorians did not need um, anybody from the Skywalker, the Palpatine, like um, you know, um, genealogy. All of a sudden, 
you have it here. So that's my biggest gripe. Um, my, I don't. My reaction to that wasn't quite that. Um, I enjoyed it. You know, obviously was uh, thrilled about it. The only thing I have, I did not like, of course, was the fact that um, CGI is not kind to anybody. <laughs> um, he, he looked like a young Luke Skywalker after the accident. I, I don't even know Yikes. what it looked like. Like, like I didn't like the end of Rogue One specifically because they used that uh, Carrie um, Fisher CGI model. The same thing with Grand Moff Tarkin, you know? Like, Tarkin I, was I, actually pretty good, I thought. Uh, Tarkin was always kind of like robotic looking, so he yeah, looked they, rubberish. Yeah, like yeah, <laughs> they didn't. So with those things, you don't need close ups. What would have been dope is leave the hood on, and then you know still see that he has a uh, you know he doesn't have to take the hood off or pull the hood back. But obviously that's a callback to like um, Obi Wan Kenobi kind of deal. Um, but I yeah I enjoyed that episode a lot. Uh, <sighs> That was actually the episode of contention that I had with everybody else is that they were all spoiling it for me. So that's when I started leaving every chat was uh, they, they were talking about it too much. You Here's the funny thing is, do you know who spoiled that episode for me? Your your nephew. No. Your co-worker? No. Lewis. No. Well, no. Could have been. No, I, I, I spoiled the tragedy, which was different. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Mark no, Hamill spoiled it for me. Who? Oh, you were one of those people that saw it. Because Mark, Mark Hamill on Twitter posted, anybody oh. see any good TV yet? And I was like, mother. <laughs> I was like, dude, now I know you're going to be on TV, bro. And then when that first X, so I've been, I watch a lot of the, you know, YouTube reactions, which is pretty good. Which one of these days we should actually do one of those videos. But there's a, a, a compilation of people reacting to, you know, oh, there's just the, like Dennis said, there's just one X-Wing coming in. And oh, look, his hand is his hand is robotic. And I think I'm pretty sure I saw R2-D2 on the back of the thing. So people who are more analytical than we are and don't like to enjoy things. Uh, but that that reveal, it does it it hurts the franchise a little bit because obviously it's taking away the character that a lot of people love the show about, which we talked about previously. And now everyone's going to be like, what's the point of watching this thing anymore? When that's going to be all about Mandalorians. And uh, yeah, so it, it, it puts the show in a weird uh, spot in terms of like Dennis said, uh, continuing the Skywalker saga, at least for just that little bit, because it finally gave, Besides uh, holographic Luke or Luke, sorry, um, it finally gave uh, Luke his big. Hey, I'm the most powerful Jedi in the universe, moment where we never we never really get to see that in any of the movies, like a true a true version of Luke, you know, at, at his peak. Yes, because like like I said, like in Last Jedi, he only gets to do that. And we don't really get to see him do that. It's like, you know, his astral projection. And then um, everywhere else, dude, like at the end of freaking Return of the Jedi, he gets lucky. He doesn't he don't do anything. He don't win. You know, he gets yeah. he gets bailed out by his dad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even even when he raids Boba, uh, you know, uh, the Jabba the Hutt's palace at, at the beginning of Return of the Jedi, he kind of got 
you know, he falls into a freaking pit. Like that's not master Jedi status, dude. <laughs> yeah. He he's great at, uh, getting on, um, what do you the call skiff? those? No, what is yeah. the, the, uh, the di- like he's pretty good at the diving board. Yeah. <laughs> that looks fun. That looks, that like, looks like, like a he's, lot he's, fun. he got that skill, but we never, we never, you never really see up until this moment, which is why it's been so monumental. Everybody is that, him being the most powerful not just jedi but the most powerful being in the universe so it's like the fact that you see all those dark troopers like 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 when they came all back into the thing first i first i laughed really hard because uh you know reverse suction is just it's that's good comedy <laughs> like like seeing all those guys fall out i was like oh that's <laughs> That's bogus, dude. I was like, what the hell is that? I was like, they built up these guys for like two episodes and I was like, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> and then you establish the fact that, you know, even the Mandalorian can't take on one by himself. Yeah. So he's pretty much screwed. So it's like, um, that, yeah, that was like the most, probably the most fun that the series has ever been up until they took the hood, the hood off. Like, yeah. Well, <laughs> Yeah, um, you know, it's funny because it reminds me a lot of our conversation from what when things were different. But um, I, I don't know if you guys remember, but I think I kind of brought this up, and it reminds me of the point that Dennis brought up was that you know, just like the sequel trilogy, unfortunately, yeah, like part of me feels like there still is unfortunately a Skywalker problem with Star Wars. You know, like I loved Fallen Order, and again, another one, another thing that you guys highly recommended, one of the best video games of 2019. I think a sequels coming up this year or something like that but i love the game i love the gameplay i love the story um and especially the big climax where you know you're in, in jedi fallen order spoilers for a two-year-old game um you know you play a padawan or a jedi who basically forgets his training or tries to hide his training relearns all of his skills once he meets uh, you know uh, uh, other people who are hiding from uh from the from the empire and then the big climactic finale is you come face to face with freaking darth vader and you know as a gamer or when i was playing the game I love that moment because it was a big WTF moment of like, oh, my God, like and, the, and you know, it's hilarious because all you can really do is freaking survive. You don't even fight Darth Vader. You survive the encounter and you and that's the game. That's the that's the end of the game. I loved it at the moment. But then just kind of, I guess kind of like what, you know, what you guys or what Dennis mentioned, particularly is like after the fact, it's like. Did we need Darth Vader to finish this great game? Like I loved, like I said, I loved the gameplay. I loved how uh, the story went and how it kind of revealed all these kind of like dark, you know, kind of dirty side of surviving Order 66 for a lot of these Jedis. And then you're kind of stuck going back to like, well, it's all goes back to Darth Vader. And I think it's it's kind of like it kind of reminds me again of what a lot of people had uh, problems with on um not the last Jedi, uh, Rise of Skywalker, where, you know, everybody was, to be honest, kind of disappointed that Rey was revealed to be a, a Palpatine, that it all went back. All the, the things that was set up in, in uh, Force Awakens and Last Jedi all went back to the fact that, oh, it, again, it's a Palpatine versus the Skywalkers kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, it, it is kind of a weird situation to be had, but uh, I'm trying to be optimistic because, you know, um, if if you watch the show, 
particularly uh, Star Wars Rebels, one of the better cartoons there. Uh, I think they kind of had a moment like this. Uh, Den, remind me or correct me if I'm wrong. But I think it was season two where, you know, there was a big showdown with the heroes of of uh, of Rebels when they come face to face with Darth Vader. Yep. And again, again, we had another moment where uh, us viewers like, holy S, it's Darth Vader. Like, it's a great reminder that we are in the same universe with these uh, icons. But again, just like the video game, like, um, shoot, I can't remember the guys, the characters' names in, in Rebels all of a sudden. But all they could do is survive. All they could do is run away and not die. Um, oh, his name is Ezra Miller. Thank you. Uh, yes. Don't ruin Dennis's favorite thing by making it with his worst thing. <laughs> I, like, I like how Dennis was literally like, Oh, <laughs> they share the same name. Oh man, I hope live action Ezra is not played by live action Ezra Miller. Because oh, guys. dude, dude, <laughs> Dennis would just implode. Like, oh my god, <laughs> all of a sudden, I he wouldn't die. know where his alliance. He, he wouldn't know where his alliance lies on <laughs> He would just malfunction. <laughs> so here's my here's my question with this, this thing. Now it's I mean you know. Do you believe that they're going to start incorporating characters from shows like Rebels and Clone Wars from going forward? I mean, you 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 have to because Book of Ten is, you know, it looks it looks like it's going to be a Book of Ten versus, um, you know, a uh, uh, Mando situation um, for for season three, and so you're you're going to start seeing these. But I'm okay with them bringing in. Other characters, uh, to be honest with you, um, you know, I'm okay with uh, I'm okay with that. It's just you, 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 you're, you, you've been sucking at the same teat <laughs> over these over these uh, the last decades or so. Wonderful yeah. visual, thank you. You know, you're welcome. Um, and it's it's you know, it's as long as it's blue milk that's coming out of it, it's okay. <laughs> but There's only so many teats you can suck on, you know. <laughs> there was eight, I believe. <laughs> um, but it, I mean, as long as the uh, Ahsoka Tano show doesn't involve Luke Skywalker saving them at, at a certain point, or, or you know, or there's going to be like a a moment during the um, Boba Fett uh, 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 show where he has to he has to like name drop um, you know Luke Skywalker, then I, I think I'm going to be okay in in uh, bringing back some of the older characters because when I saw Boba, uh, Boba Fett, I was okay with it. I was like, oh, okay, cool. You know that's fine. I'm okay. But the moment again, you start like uh, as Lewis pointed out, you it's always either you know. I think there was a show. I think there was one rogue uh, a rogue squadron um, a video game at a certain point, and they they just needed to bring in and kind of like have like a little, uh, Luke Skywalker like sighting um, because yep. that's what you want. That's what you need in order for the, the you know, fanboys out there to be happy. Um, and, you know, and, and not, not going back to old rants and everything. That's what made the last Jedi so irritating and so controversial to people is because it was basically telling everybody you don't need the Skywalkers. You don't need the Palpatines in order for this still to be a good uh, um, show. Grow up, do something with your life, you know, uh, get out of your mother's basements and then just go, go do your own thing. But it just seems like they can't seem to get away from suckling at that teeth. 
Why do you keep going back to that analogy, man? <laughs> because it's the best analogy. Because he's <laughs> just like saying the word suckling and then following yeah. it. Teet. Teet. It sounds so much more classier, so I don't think Apple's yeah. going to have a problem with that. Yeah, so. no, exactly. It's, it sounds like he's censoring the, the other word. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're reviewing literature instead of like saying uh, a lady's body parts. Yeah. <laughs> because as long as you're suckling and you have your pinky up, then you're you're, yeah, you're okay. You're keeping it classy. You're keeping that it makes classy. Sense. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm kind of with Dennis on this one too. Yeah. Like I'm. I am kind of excited to see. Oh my god! It's hard to imagine that we went from one Star Wars spinoff Mandalorian show to three. In wow. you know at least you know from from just one TV show you know we we do have the new adventures of Boba Fett um, you know we like like you mentioned or at least they sp- they they said that they're going to do an Ahsoka Tano show and not to mention yeah we're going to continue the adventures of Mando um, I, I I'm actually kind of excited to see what they do uh, with Mandal with, with Din Djarin without um, you know without Grogu without Baby Yoda in tow to see what you know what kind of stories can they tell without this. You know this this little bit of a, a a crutch, I guess, in a sense of like this cute little uh, toy that they, that they can hopefully grow out of. And it, I mean, the, uh, Dennis's favorite episode, or I, I forget if it was Dennis or Harold's, but yeah, the 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 one where it's Bill Burr uh, trying to Bill Burr, have, Bill Burr having his own character, uh, having his own like character arc. That was a pretty monumental in a sense that that was, I think, that was the first episode where we have no baby yoda at all you know it was all mando 100 percent. it was basically uh you know it was a fast and furious in space episode it was uh, their it was their fury road dude yeah you're right it was their fury there road. was literally people trying to jump on their tank and then bill Burr cracking jokes yeah while <laughs> while mando's on top trying to fight them off yes you're right <laughs> you know but in in my head my version is he's uh commentating the racial draft while he's driving <laughs> Oh my god, you're right. That was him. Jeez, dude. <laughs> oh, off topic, total tangent. But I caught my eldest, the one on the spectrum. He was watching a, a red ball skit, and I'm like, hey, good for you. I'm doing something right. I'm glad you're watching the good stuff. <laughs> um uh, one question for you is do you want to see Grogu again? I wouldn't mind him doing like a cameo, but in terms of like how uh, Lewis said, for me, I think this show should now just be about him doing different bounties. Like, I think that'd be a more, a, a different, uh, a different uh, direction for the show and a, a little more interesting one. And then once so in a while, Mandalorian like, meets a team. Yes. Yes. Because <laughs> if they can afford it. A team yeah. in space. You, you have <laughs> yeah. a BA Baracus already. <laughs> yes. You know, and then you have a face with a. Uh, no. With no. what's her face? <laughs> with what's her face? <laughs> yes, that's how that's how pros we are. We don't know everybody. Carl Weathers is going <laughs> to. And Gina Carano. It, well, is it racist if, if Carl Weathers is Mr. T? So we'll yes. make we'll, we'll make <laughs> Gina Carano, uh, Carano Mr. T. Yes, I think yeah, he's, he's more. Yeah, he's, he's more buffer. athletic build. And Carl Weathers is pretty uh, nice he's to like look Hannibal, at. So. Yeah, yeah, he's like Hannibal in this case. Okay. Yeah, he's the older. You know, he's the older. And Mando's player. face, but he has a he has a helmet he on. Has no face. Got there it. Goes. Okay. So you just he's, a, he's he's the mix of face and Murdoch. No, Bill Burr is going to be Murdoch. 
Disney, if you're if anybody there that works for Disney, here's your here's season four. <laughs> we got you. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Uh, I I think we're yeah. So the great review. I I don't want to cut too no, much no, into. No, uh, what, I, I, what you, I think Dennis wants to hear your opinion on the lack of Grogu for the next season. What do you think? Oh my bad. Um, I actually I'm go- I'm 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 good for it. I say all. Let's go for it. Um, I would love to see what Filoni and uh, Favreau have in store with just Mando on his own. Um, you know, for 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 people who watch the cartoons like Dennis and I, we know that like the this you know this uh, the potential story in Mandalore with Bo-Katan and all the and that whole you know that that whole canon and lore of the Mandalorians and who's in charge and the dark saber and all that stuff. There's a like there's a lot to mine from there. So it would be interesting to see what they do for this one because i kind of like how each of the, the three shows that they've freaking spun off from this one um have a potential for basically their own little corners of the star wars universe you know like uh again if you watch the show or if you i guess if you read the books uh, admiral thrawn a name that um uh, that ahsoka kind of throws away throws out at the end of her episode kind of a huge deal because she's like he's like a pretty big bad guy in that corner of the universe and obviously you know boba fett coming back to to tatooine to run you know to basically maybe that'll be like an under uh the breaking bad of of, of the star wars universe um you know it, i'd love to see what they can do with you know uh din Djarin on his own adventure on his own exploring the background of the mandalorians you know what it means to be a mandalorian in this day and, or in in their day and age and whatnot and maybe uh, maybe it'll be like a super hard Felt little reunion at the end when uh when Grogu and the, and then meet again. Yeah, I, I think one of the funniest parts of you know post Mando season two uh internet is all the funny little memes of like how did uh, uh of, of Grogu running away or getting away from from uh Kylo Ren when you know I guess is if Last Jedi is still canon, um, you know, uh. uh Kylo Ren is the one who burns down and destroys uh, Luke's Jedi Academy. So it was like, was Grogu there? Is is, is that going to be part of, of of Kylo Ren's rap sheet? Is that he killed adorable Baby Yoda, or did he get away? So you know, it, it's it, it's definitely something to look forward to. I love to see where they take this, and um, yeah, I, I think I'll be okay if we don't have baby yoda for the uh, at least most of season three. We have the memories, we have the old t- uh, the whole. Uh, episodes to go back to or and what if, if when he, and if you're harold or i we have all the freaking merchandise that they cranked out yeah so there you go or, here's 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 my scenario that would be hilarious though is what if he comes back and then he has like a full-on like he's hit puberty and his voice is all deep <laughs> and he speaks perfect english hey, would that would that dead. ruin the character <laughs> what's going on mando <laughs> <laughs> the one thing that I was really hoping for this season was that um, he, he was like, especially when, when, um, when, when, you know, he, she was um, when Ahsoka basically said, you know, I can't teach him, you know, and everything. And one of the hints is that um, um, he says that he can call out, you know, to, to somebody, but only, but he has to decide to do that. Grogu has to decide what to do. 
I was really hoping what was going to happen was that Grogu was going to turn down and realize uh, that the, the, the force was a terrible thing and he wasn't going to use it, but he was going to want to be still be with Mando. So he was going to be the first Yoda Mandalorian and like baby Yoda in a Mando outfit would have been awesome for me. That would have been my, uh, that, that would have been my head cannon. To be honest with you. <laughs> would you call him the <clears throat> Yoda Lorian? Damn it. <laughs> I saw it coming. I that's why you turn up. That's why you turn away and close your eyes because it might hurt. <laughs> it might hurt. I'm Don't suckling on that teat. <laughs> Sometimes you got to close your eyes when you're sucking on the teat. <laughs> okay, so the when last, you say last... sucking, Harold. It sounds a lot more <laughs> vulgar, dude. Suckling. suckling. Damn. Suckling. Good lord. <laughs> suckling uh... is like very tender. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's almost like it's, it's like almost the... it's like a sweet caress. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like the person on the other end actually appreciates it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sucking on is like, damn, ow, <laughs> less teeth, less teeth. Okay. What are you trying, bro? Before, before we go, before we get too too deep into this, eh, um, <laughs> let's let's head to our our final uh, thing. You know, because we realize that Mandalorian is already what uh, three, four, almost a month old already. Um, we 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 kind of wanted to uh, try something fresh here, um, and uh, what just came out today, uh, at least when we're recording, was uh, Disney Plus's newest uh, show. Something that we've all been looking forward to, especially considering how long it's been since we've had any, um, you know, MCU uh, material. You know, it's it's been so long now. Um, so um, I think this was like a, 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 a breath of fresh air. Uh, we have WandaVision dropping not just one, but two episodes today, which surprised me. Um, but at the same time, I'm pretty happy about it. Um, I, you know, as Lewis and Harold kind of pointed out, I was going to ask, are we doing spoilers? But as Lewis kind of pointed out, Lou, do you don't think that uh, there's any real, the, no real spoilers at this point, right? At this point, to be honest, dude, like if you've seen the movie or I'm sorry, if you've seen any of the trailers, the first two episodes of WandaVision really have nothing to spoil. Because if you've seen the, if you've seen the trailers, you've basically seen what they've shown already. So there, um, yes, we'll say spoilers, for the sake of you know, uh, for posterity, I guess. But yeah, the, what we're gonna just talk about, I don't think it's really quite spoilers because, like I said, if you've seen the trailers, you've seen what they're gonna show, or the, yeah. you've seen what what they've dropped. Yeah. yeah. So if you don't want to hear any of our spoilers or theories or anything like that about Wandavision, uh, peace out. See you later. Um, see you <laughs> next. See you next week. But if so, um, let's continue. So thoughts, guys. Uh, let's go with thoughts. What was your impressions um, about WandaVision? Did you like it so far? Um, is it what you were expecting? Um, what do you think? Okay. Uh, let, go, go ahead, H. Sorry, my bad. No. Yeah. Remix. It's actually not what I was expecting. Right. And in, 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 um, only at the very, very end of each episode do you ever get a glimpse that something's not quite right, which is what they were kind of promising with the trailers, is that I really thought there was going to be parts jumping in and out of, like, actuality and, you know, whatever reality she's trying to project. And you don't get, you hardly get any hints of that at all. 
So if you did not know anything about this thing going into it, you would just assume that it was a a loose uh, I Love Lucy parody followed up with a Bewitched parody, and for two of my favorite shows ever, that's really fantastic going forward. And I'm thinking they're heading, you know, that's already the 50s. Uh, it's going to hit the 60s and 70s pretty soon. So it's like, yes, you're seeing a, a different it's an interesting show as of at the moment because right now they're just literally running through tv tropes and uh but if they don't show if they never explain anything else besides what it's supposed to be you would have no clue so is that a good thing or a bad thing i don't know yet yeah i i agree with you on that one h i think i did not it was not like 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 dennis asked was it what i expected not at all because I too, maybe it's, yeah, maybe it's because we've kind of gotten used to these kind of tropes or these kind of shows that we were expecting a little bit more of like a behind the curtains, here's what's really happening. Um, but straight up, like, you know, 90%, 99% of the show was Wanda and Vision in their little made up, real, uh, in their little made up uh, TV world was unexpected for me. So, you know, it's kudos for the creators, I guess, for be, this is pretty brave for them to pull something off like this and because like what Dennis said like it's literally been a year I think yeah it's been since Endgame or no not Endgame uh, Dennis's favorite Spider-Man um, it's not been far since from Far From Home right it hasn't been since Far From Home since we've had any new original like uh, MCU material so you know yes it, at a point it was kind of like it was it was it was uh, satisfying just to just to see that scroll again, the opening scroll again with the uh, with the theme song and everything. But then it goes into like here's where Wanda or you know Wanda and Vision are in this weird world, and it's like oh there's no breaks from this. We're not getting like a hint of any explanation or anything like that. Totally unexpected. Um, you know, like I said, kudos to them for trying to pull this off, and hopefully they can pull this off to and people keep watching it. Um, because yeah, it, 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 part of me feels like if you're not into this or if you don't get what they're trying to do, you might, you know, you might just log off or you might, you know, next Friday might come around and this is not going to be must see TV. Like they're not, you know, people are going to just be like, well, I'll just wait for people to talk about it or whatever. Um, so yeah, uh, not definitely not what I expected at all. Um, personally, I have to tell you, and uh, you know, you, you know me, I'm usually pretty honest about things. Um, this is exactly what I wanted to happen. Like when I found out about this and when I saw it, the very first thing that I saw was old TV shows and like creepy, like, 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 um, you know, creepy, like Twilight Zone vibe. Type yes. thing. And so when I was imagining, that's exactly what it was. Now, I didn't know it was going to be a full 30, 29 minutes of the show. But that's that the, was the, that's, that's yeah. the thing, though. It's not like there were certain moments, especially the very first episode, that it made me feel uncomfortable, which uh -huh. was which was which was interesting, which which made it even more compelling for me, because I, I um you know, th there were moments where where and, you know, where uh, Wanda is uh, the Wanda's, uh, uh, is able was really the actress is really able to show that confusion in the way she's acting because you know like when she's trying to figure out um uh, exactly what's going on it 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 really gets to me and then my favorite like of all the things my, my favorite um 
part of the first episode was the commercial. The commercial. Oh yeah, got to me, dude. Like, it was. It was awkward. Yeah, like the moment, like that smile. You know, it, it that smile that lady had when all of a sudden start the 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 timer, the, the 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 toaster oven started ticking faster and faster. You have this. It's almost like it, it was almost like somebody was uh, the director was like, okay. You know, pretend like you're you're shooting a commercial. You can't cut, but you something's wrong. That's it. It was it was so creepy that it got to me. And when during that the the dinner scene where like he um, he the 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 boss was choking and the, um the the girl from uh, um that that's seventy show started going stop it, stop it, yeah. Stop it. It was like I was I was getting goosebumps, and it, that was exactly in my head what it I wanted it to be was I love Lucy meets Twilight Zone, and it fit the bill perfectly for me. That's a good description of it, actually, because um, I think the the not, I don't have an issue with the show. The only thing is from the cuts of the trailer is why I was always going to assume that it would go back and forth between like. Uh, what's currently happening and what's uh, going on in her head or, you know, if that's what we're led to believe. And like Dennis, I, my, one of my, one of the things I really appreciated or uh, one of the things I really liked was that scene when she was talking to Dottie and, you know, there was just like, you know, you hear the radio in the background and everything. And then the music builds up and she actually, you know, cracks the glass. It's weird that they have these little, and it's not saying that it's, it's kind of a comparison where in Schindler's list, where it's a movie completely in black and white, but you know, there's once in a while, there's little red, red items that show up. And then you have this show where it's like, yes, everything's black and white, but things that are like ominous, like Dennis said, they start coming into color. Like that toaster light being the only thing that was colored in the whole first episode for a while. And then like in uh, episode two, where, you know, random things are colored. And then even at the, eventually at the end of the episode where the whole thing becomes multi uh, colored is, is pretty, it's just, really um not say drastic but it, it it's it, it's it's kind of uh shocking so um I, I guess the next question that i have for you is that we we don't know where this is going yet um you know um um and it uh, personally it's a pleasant surprise um i wasn't sure i wasn't i wasn't sure um how i was gonna like it but so far the first two episodes um i'm i'm in um, I don't know if it's like the best show ever yet, but yeah. I, I'm definitely in so far. Um, but at the same time, I, you know, we are all, you know, uh, you know, to some extent or another, um, you know, we 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 know our comic books um, um, at least uh, to a certain point. Um, are are there any thoughts? And so far, even Yahoo—that's how uh, how into um, one division everybody is. I, I was checking Yahoo News and Google News, and they uh, all these like editors are already like, here's the, the you know the top thirteen uh, theories of what's happening in uh, in one division. This is w- what's uh, what's going on. So we know that Vision died. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Vision's not supposed to be around. Clearly, there's something going on in this mo- the the show. So, um, any um, any theories? Do you think uh, um, any ideas? Uh, do you think what's going on and where this might be leading to? Um, educated guesses here. Um, you know, you know, like like you said, we all read our comic books and all that good stuff. So we, you know, in theory, like we know that Wanda is 
you know, they, they didn't quite, they haven't quite shown it in the movies. I, I mean, they hinted at the fact in, in Endgame where she went toe to toe with Thanos that she is like one of the most powerful beings in like in the Marvel universe, in the comic book universe. So, you know, this is maybe the, the, the first hint that she is tapping into that potential or the fact that, you know, this is the same woman or the, the same character in the, in the comic books who literally made an entire species of mutants disappear because she didn't want them. <clears throat> so, you know, this is, uh, I, I'm really curious where they go with it. Um, I, my theory is that, yes, you know, uh, it, in the comic books, and you know, Wanda has had a, a history of mental illness or mental breakdowns. So, you know, this could potentially be like one of those cases where she is going a little bit off her rocker, and that she is, you know, uh, not who, you know, not not in the right place mentally. Um, not to mention, you know, in, in the show itself, uh, at the end or you know, towards the end of it, it, it or at least they hint it in the episodes they always keep asking Wanda who's doing this to you Wanda who's doing it to you I'm almost tempted to say like she's doing it to herself like you know she is powerful enough maybe um, uh, again correct me if I'm wrong guys but like her powers her and her her brother's powers were uh, taken from the scepter which was the mind stone which in theory could I guess is playing tricks with her mind or uh, with her head and you know the fact that she was you know, I had to kind of take a step back and remind myself she was the one person of, of all of this, of all the superheroes to lose the most. You know, she lost her brother in Age of Ultron and she lost vision in Infinity War and she gets dropped back into the action and endgame without really knowing what happened. So, yeah. you know, she could be, you know, yeah, yeah I mean, uh, it's, this is some kind of weird superhero PTSD or, you know, something like that where she's manifesting her her problems you know, in this new reality. So, yeah, that's what I'm going to go with. She's going through some horrible mental PTSD and powered by the Infinity Stone. This is not going to be good for anybody. H, I, I think she's going to use her powers to lose her accent. <laughs> she's already lost it, man. I know you're right, dude. <laughs> that's how good she is. That's how um, good the power the Infinity Gem was. <laughs> and then, I, I, yeah, I think it is one of those things where um, I'm probably, she's probably like, you know being held somewhere where she's being interrogated and whatnot um and then this is my theory on why she's thinking of all these things is she grew up in a very impoverished uh area and i'm pretty sure that all they had was maybe just like one television and it didn't have cable so it had just a bunch of old tv shows and that's like pretty much her happy place it's like nice. the only place she ever ever like felt at home or wherever in, or comfortable because you know didn't have parents or no parents that we know of because this is not, you know, whatever kind of um, lineage that they're going to go with in the MCU. I have no idea where they can kind of go with this. Um, but yeah, like I wouldn't be surprised if, um, you know, Quicksilver makes a, a cameo somewhere in there because just as tragic as losing, you know, uh, you know, the love of your life and lose is, you know, losing your twin sibling or whatever he's supposed to be in this version. Um, so I, 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 you know, I am with the whole, it's her version, her, her vision, her vision, I guess, of what yeah. the perfect um, uh, life is supposed to be. And that, and that's the only reason she knows it is from uh, experiences from her TV past. Gotcha. I um, like that, dude. I, I'm with Harold with the idea of he, he's she's being held. 
Um, and um, I, my my theory and my guess is, uh, first and foremost, I think um, people are trying to break into her mind um, and trying to get something from her. And she's basically um, she's basically closed herself off. And this is the one way for her to be able to, like, keep her sanity. And so um, all of a sudden manifesting all of these things. And it just so happened, as Harold pointed out, the perfect you know, the perfect life is going to be with vision still there in a, you know, what for all of us, uh, you know, growing up with sitcoms, it was always that's the perfect family. That's what mm -hmm. we're supposed to have. You know, the 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 nice house, nice yard, you know, um, and all these things. And it, 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 it's it's like a gift, almost like a gift giver or dream giver for for him. And like they were talking about kids and everything. And all of a yeah. sudden, Wanda is pregnant. But going further, further, um, like when we when um, as we were starting this, this show, um, uh, when we were waiting for Lewis, I was actually finishing off um, episode two. And at the very end, for those people who watched episode two, um, the the big shocker of the whole day was all of a sudden the this beekeeper comes out of the uh, the the sewers or something like that, and um, and all of a sudden we see Wanda having the ability to uh, rewind everything, mm -hmm. but. The, the rewind thing for me was wasn't the reveal because I, I already kind of figured that it was her controlling this reality. But, you know, Lewis, or I think you should know, but you know who, who the, the beekeepers are, right? Oh, that's aim, right? Yeah, that's aim, dude. Oh, so, you're right. I, I think I think my my guess is that she is trapped with and like aim has her captured trying to do something. And the the fact that when she starts getting too comfortable, that's what, you know, if you notice how that's when, that's when things start going bad, when she starts being happy, when she starts, um, and that's when all of a sudden these weird things are happening. And so I think that's what's happening is that um, every time she, she starts losing control over, over it, realities such as aim is going to start popping up more and more as the episodes go by. That's my theory, at least. I like that. That's that's a good poll. Y'all should write like TV shows, man. Well, we already have the uh, A team meets Mando, so uh, yeah. we're, 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 <laughs> a team in space. <laughs> let's, let's do it. <laughs> Disney, I know you're furloughing all your employees, but we'll do it. We'll we'll be interns. <laughs> we'll do it cheap. We'll pay you to write. <laughs> That's how badly we want to be creative. Okay. Yeah, because we're not creative yet. Okay, well, um, anything else we want to add before we uh, end our, our episode today? Oh, that's, that's a pretty good recap of Mando. And yeah, I guess we're looking forward to the rest of uh, WandaVision when, uh, when it starts coming out. Yeah, yeah they, and uh, then... Uh, okay. Go ahead, H. No, I was just going to say, you know... Um, we have our theories. We'd love to hear what uh, the rest of you guys think about the show. And if you have any theories as well, feel free to share it with us. Yeah. Yeah. Now that Harold's caught up, you can start throwing out spoilers out there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's the rule. It's not like a weekend or something. It's when has, has Harold, uh, has Harold seen the episode? It. Then it's See, okay for spoilers. This is, what's, this is what's different about WandaVision and the Mandalorian is the Mandalorian demands I should like say he said Wendelorian. Wendelorian. <laughs> there, there's the episode name, right? 
but like uh like that show demands full attention because it's uh and and full and like a full theater experience for me at least um so i have to watch that at home um but when after i was watching uh wandavision i was like i could have watched this in the office instead of watching community in the office but you know (laughs) priorities you know gotta 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 get that call back in yeah exactly well okay that's it for us today guys hopefully enjoyed our episode as usual you know if you want to take a look at all our old episodes we have two fanboys one casual.podby.com for all our past mistakes um and of course we also have lewis on Facebook, you can find us two fanboys and a filthy casual. Every time the podcast goes live, we'll be posting it there. Uh, not to mention our pretty active and uh, fun Facebook group. Uh, look at look us up, two fanboys and a filthy casual. Bunch of like minded nerds, geeks, gamers, dorks, everybody else like that. Like Harold alluded to, if you have any theories, once we post this episode, if you have any fun theories about where you think WandaVision is going to go, where is Mando going to go in season three, what's Boba Fett going to fit into next season, um, you know, let's, let's share it there. Uh, jokes, memes, all that good stuff. And then, as usual, at Instagram and Twitter, two fanboys, one casual, and anywhere you find your favorite podcast, we are there as well. Awesome. Well, that's it for us today. Hopefully you enjoyed our episode. Next week, more reviews. That is it for our episode. This is Dennis. This is Lewis. And this is Harold. What do we, are we Denularold? Uh, <laughs> are, are, are we the, are we the Mandalorian or Denularold? <laughs> we'll go with that one. That's Den it. Halo? Two fanboys in the filthy casual. See you later.